This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Are libraries a thing of the past in today's digital high-tech world? We'll talk to a top author and library advocate who says they remain more vital than ever. These are institutions that we really need, and it's something that, you know, every civilized society has free, open access to reading. Then, how can you live a more fulfilling life? At work and at home, a psychologist shares three key factors that can help you be happier and more satisfied every day. One of the biggest gaps is people not having a sense of where they'd like to be in their lives as they go forward. People who had vision and were living their values were far more fulfilled than those who did not. Those two stories and more are coming up next on InfoTrack. Don't go away. The show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. You may think that in this high-tech world, libraries are a thing of the past, but they remain vital for many Americans, especially those in underprivileged communities. With more about this, we welcome to our show Karen Slaughter, founder of Save the Libraries. Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks. You're a New York Times number one best-selling author. What inspired you to support community libraries? Well, you know, I think that everyone probably has a story about the library and just how instrumental it was in their development. And for writers, it's usually doubly so because we not only were the kids in the libraries reading the books, we were the ones thinking, hey, I can write my own book. And so a few years ago, when we saw the economy turn down, a lot of us got together and said, well, hey, what can we do to help the library? And so we kind of banded together and we started doing fundraisers and we've raised almost $300,000 for various libraries around the country. And basically we're just doing what we can to make sure that libraries stay alive and they continue to be what they've always been, which is a vital part of the communities they're in. Now, what do you say to people who might say, well, with the high-tech world and we have DVDs and files that we can access on the Internet, why do we need you know, a library, a standalone library in our community? Well, I would say you're very lucky if you have a computer in your home and you have the Internet and you can afford that or you can afford a tablet or a phone. But if, you know, a lot of people in America can't afford those things or they're living on a fixed income. And books still cost money. So having the ability to go to the library or, you know, some systems allow you to check out tablets so you can read if you're sight impaired or if you're an older person with arthritis and you can't hold a hardcover book anymore, it's a wonderful thing to have as a resource. But, you know, the fact is that in our country, 80% of kids who live in rural areas, the only access they have to reading and to the Internet outside of school is at the library. And if we close libraries, what are kids going to do when it's time to do homework? How are they going to be part of that online system that we really require people to be conversant with in order to enter the workforce in any meaningful way? And how are they going to find books to read during the summer? I mean, it just boggles the mind when you think about people saying things like, we don't need libraries, because especially these days, Libraries are exactly what we need. 
How do uh, schools tie in with libraries in terms of perhaps a teacher taking the students to the library to get books or to do research? That's a great question because we've seen a lot of school libraries shut down recently, which I think is just a horrible thing, you know. The kids should be able to go to school and go to the library and to learn. And there are so many things that a school library offers that a regular library doesn't offer and the other way around. So these are institutions that we really need, and it's something that, you know, every civilized society has free, open access to reading. If you think about the countries that are not doing well in the world, like Syria, Afghanistan, I mean, the list goes on. We don't want to be like those countries that don't encourage reading, that don't encourage education. We're talking on InfoTrack with Karen Slaughter, who is a prolific author, a New York Times best-selling author, and she's also founder of the Save the Libraries organization. Karen, how are the community libraries doing with budget cuts and municipal funding drying up? Well, you know, in some areas they're doing very well. The Chicago library system is amazing. Ohio as a state, they're very invested in having libraries. I mean, from a very simple mathematical point of view, if you think about the fact that If a kid reads early on in their lives, they're going to do better in school. And if a kid does well in school, they're more likely to go to college. They go to college and they graduate, they're going to get a good job, and they're going to pay higher taxes. I mean, it's as simple math as that. For every dollar a community spends on the library, it returns at least $5. And if you think about children who are living in areas where they don't have access to libraries, there's all kinds of medical studies about children who read versus children who don't read. And their brain scans of these children who are readers show a very robust pathway in the areas of their brains that are used for critical thinking. The non-reading children, not only do they not have these pathways, past a certain age they will never in their lifetime be able to develop them. So we're literally stunting the brain growth of children if we don't give them this access. As an author, and you make, obviously, you make your money from selling books, how does a library where thousands of people can check out your book and that's one copy, you know, is there any conflict in your mind about that? Well, the good thing is libraries have to buy books, too. Uh, So they're a pretty significant part of the book market on a book like mine. They can be anywhere from... 10 to 15 to 20 percent of sales so that's a really good thing and also because i've written so many books you know somebody may be in a bookstore and they think i'd like to read that book but i'm going to check it out at the library and then on the next book they don't want to have to wait to get it at the library they want to get it and have it in their hands and own it themselves so it's all a symbiotic relationship as long as people are reading that helps writers in very meaningful ways What could our listeners do if they think, gee, you know, I would like to do something to help the local library? What advice would you have for them? You know, I don't say give my charity money. I say look around your town and help your local library. Usually there are lots of people who want to volunteer to shelf books, and that's all really nice. But it's that cold, hard cash that allows them to do children's programming, that allows them to buy new books, keep the lights on. You know, my library in my town, their elevator would only go up to two floors, and it's a three-story building. 
and they needed money to fix that, and they couldn't get it approved by our government. So it's just a matter of looking and seeing what's needed and trying to answer those needs. And also, you know, if you have a great library system and you're fortunate enough to live in a place like that, look next door. You know, usually if there's a really good county, there's always a county adjacent to that or nearby that maybe their library system needs more help than they're being given. So help them. Because in the long run, that really helps you. What we want is people who are readers and thoughtful and who are educated. And that's really what makes our nation go around. If you're a parent, getting your kids interested in the library, that can start at a pretty early age, can't it? Absolutely. Parents, believe it or not, your kids are watching you. And if you're a reader, then your kid's going to be a reader. And even if you don't necessarily love reading, like my father isn't a big reader. He grew up thinking that people who had time to read, they should actually be working. But he saw that I loved it. He saw how important it was. And he would read to me when I was a child. And that's a wonderful, wonderful gift for a parent to give a kid, is that time together and that message that reading is important and that your child is important. Karen Slaughter, founder of the Save the Libraries organization and best-selling author, and her latest book is The Kept Woman. And you can learn more at her website, which is karenslaughter.com, K-A-R-I-N-S-L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R.com. Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Next, three keys to be happier and more fulfilled every day, at work and at home. That story coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.